Hey, spooky people. I'm Liz. And I'm Meg. And welcome to the Dames of Doom podcast. A weekly diet horror podcast where we bring you slightly creepy stories to feed your morbid curiosities, but not too creepy that it keeps you up at night. Each week, we dive into a cult encrypted from each state in these here United States until we run out and then it's a free-for-all, I guess. We'll also bring you a weekly dose of spooky news, so stay tuned. Buckle up. And pour yourself a big old glass of witch's brew. Because this is Dames Dames of of Doom. Doom. I'm excited about my I, cult. Ooh, that sounds weird. For a, my yeah, cult. for a second, I I forgot what we were doing, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Shocker! Yeah, I started one. That's, <laughs> just that's the whole gist of this podcast is you talk about cults, but um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So we just either way would support it. Yeah, you know. So we just want to say a real quick thank you. Um, on the day we're recording this, our first episode dropped, and Yay. we got a lot of love from friends and our ratings are pretty good i'm pretty good kind of you know. biased but so if you're listening to this now you should also rate us but only if it's good things don't rate us if you don't like yeah us. be nice be kind i will know? cry exactly so just but, be nice yeah thank you for sticking around for episode two if you have we love hearing from you and we're really excited that you like to listen to all the spooky but not too spooky stuff that we like to listen to and if you haven't listened to the first episode you should definitely do that because i think it was pretty good Mm. i think it was great and alabama has got a lot of stuff going on Mm -hmm. kind of cult wise Mm -hmm. maybe not so much cryptid wise Mm -hmm. a lot (laughs) lots going on in them woods all right so What's your witch's brew tonight, Liz? Tonight, my witch's brew, I'm feeling a little basic, but a little fruity. So I have a grapefruit spindrift with a grapefruit rose vodka in it. So nothing too spooky. I should, I'll put a little more effort into it next time, make something cute and seasonal. But Meg, what are you drinking? Hopefully something a little cuter than mine. No. I, when I drink... I like drink like I'm still in college. Um, <laughs> I'm literally drinking vodka mixed with sparkling ice, which are those like oh, your flavored sparkling drinks. Okay, so we're basically drinking the same thing. Shout out to us for not being creative and having no bartending skills. But you know what? I don't feel like crap after I drink this. So like, who's who's losing? Nobody. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Exactly. It's good. I mean, in college at work. I ain't got time to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. In college, I used to mix water with those little, like, flavor packets and put Mm. vodka in that. So I've got to step up. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you've removed a step, but I guess technically it is better. I don't know. That's a pretty discussion. You know what? Leave us a comment. DM us. Did Megan elevate or what is the opposite of elevate? Descend. It was like elevate. Elevate. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, maybe I'll find something cute for next week. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Maybe. But one also, of these... before we start, 
we need some content warnings. And oh, by content warnings, yes. I mean there's going to be noises going on in the background of this episode because A, Witch's Brew is clinky. Yes. We get some clink, clink, clink ASMR as mm-hmm. we get tipsier and tipsier throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. B, cats are really loud. Yes. And I'm really sorry. Well, and I'll do my best, but also cats are loud. Well, and you got a new kitty this week. I have a so. new baby cat. And so. he is very sweet, but he's very needy and he's got a very big purr. So you'll probably hear him at one point or 15 points throughout tonight's episode or this morning episode or this afternoon's episode. Whenever you're listening to it, I don't judge. Do what you got to do, boo. I love the sound of cat purring, so I'm not complaining. I'll come over. All right. Without further ado. Without further ado. Without further ado. <laughs> Let's, Let's jump into this. it. <laughs> but what state are we in? Where are we this week? We are in Alaska. Alaska. Which AK. used to be your employer. My employer used to be the state of Alaska. What up? Hello, Kodiak. Do you miss me? I kind of miss you. I do. I do love Kodiak. Um, yeah, I work, used to work remote for the state of Alaska, particularly the Kodiak Island district and now we are talking about cults there real Ooh, full circle full circle um, and spooky stuff. yeah i will preface this because i got a lot of crap last time from you that the cult mm. i'm talking about is actually from alaska i love the growth and just to clarify your episode last week was fantastic. Thank you. I just thought it was hilarious that the only come. Anyways, okay. It we're was not gonna, hilarious. We're not gonna go back into it. We're not going to go back into it. But you did a great job, and you're going to do another great job today. Thank you. No hate from me. It was beautiful, and I laughed, and I learned a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. So, before I actually get into the cult, I thought I kind of did this last time, but I kind of want to like continue and build upon it this time. So, mm-hmm. I did a little more research on what exactly a cult is, like. <gasps> def- definition wise like what do experts think a cult is so that when we're going through these we can like compare it to this and decide for ourselves Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so as i was doing some research gonna be asking us for advice pretty soon exactly so as i was doing um research this week i found something from an expert named rick ross so (gasps) (laughs) oh man yeah. He knows his stuff. He knows. Um, so Rick Ross has three criteria for cults. The okay. first is a charismatic leader who increasingly becomes an object of worship as the general principles that may have originally sustained the group lose power. So okay, he's growing so in am power. I in a Taylor Swift cult? Because Taylor Swift um, is my leader and she's charismatic. Sure. Oh, here we go. Purr, purr, purr. Oh, there he is. Whoop, there he is. Whoop. All right. So first one, charismatic leader. Mm-hmm. Second, a process of indoctrination or education is in use that can be seen as coercive persuasion or thought mm. reform, commonly called okay. brainwashing. Brainwashing. Okay. Got it. And the accumulation, culmination, excuse me, the culmination of this process can be seen by members of the group often doing things that are not in their own best interest, but consistently in the best interest of the group and its leader. I think the main okay. point is probably the best interest of its leader. It always goes back the to the good leader. of the whole slash the good of the one 
random dude at the head. Okay, cool. Got it. Dude or female, because there are cults that are led by females and other other people, just people. Correct. Yeah. Sorry. mm -mm. Should not have generalized. It's all right. We forgive you. All the anyone can be a cult leader. That's very live your dream. (laughs) No, don't. Like cults are bad. Don't live your dream. Okay, so oh, the third okay. third criteria is economic, sexual, and other exploitation of group members by the leader yeah. and the ruling group. Okay. I think that's I think those three, Right. I think those things are pretty week. spot on. So I like that yes. criteria. I think last week's cult definitely fits it. pretty much all of those. Correct. And I think this week's cult fits most of them. So I'm so excited to hear about it. I know nothing about a cult out of Alaska. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. The cult that I'm covering this week is called The Body. <gasps> the Body. The Body. Okay. Very ominous. Very yeah. vague. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's funny to me, sort of, mm. because... There's just not, or I guess not funny, but it kind of makes sense because when I was doing research, I could not find a lot about this cult. So the website that I found a majority of my information from was called Cult Stories, and their entire purpose is to kind of enlighten people on what the body really is. So, you know, if somebody were... Yeah, if somebody were to hear about the body, maybe be interested in them, I think their hope is that they would, you know, maybe do some research and find their website yeah. and yeah. start reading about the things that they have. You're like crazy grandma, your crazy uncle, or someone and be like, look, read this before you join this cult that you're exactly. like. Exactly. Exactly. Which is also kind of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast because, I mean, I know right. the chances are low that anybody that would actually listen to this podcast would be interested in one of these cults i don't know but there is a chance spread the information if yeah. there's only one source about it right now you know now there's two right and i just want you to be informed and make your own decision also shout out to you for citing your sources go off queen i'm trying um so anyways this is how the group is described on the cult stories website because again this is literally the only thing i could find the mm-hmm. cult itself does not even have a website. It has nothing. That's <gasps> how underground this is. Ooh, okay, so, secretive. The body is an active Christian fellowship that holds its services in the homes of members belonging to the congregation. The group started as an isolated collective made up of a few families on the Kenai Peninsula of Alaska, but has since become an international faith organization. Despite the body being active and moving around the globe in recent years, they've remained an underground phenomenon for most of their history. And I think that that's very spot on because very vague information coming out about this. Right. You have to be in it to know really what's going on. They're very underground, which honestly, like I'll get into, but I think that's almost more scary that we don't know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I agree. Um, so per this webpage, Cult Stories, that I got most of my information from, um, this cult does not have anything even remotely regarding a website, an address, phone number, nothing. Deeply underground. 
Um, and most yeah. of the information on this cult story stories website is from ex members, journalists, mm-hmm. or leaked recordings. <gasps> so. Oh, tea. So they are based or originally were based out of the Kenai Peninsula, but there's activity in Kauai and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And also they have active groups in the state of Washington and Australia. Oh, okay. So Australia. They're international. Yeah. Um, I could not find much about what they actually believe in, but most of the stories coming out of this group, I think, show that the beliefs and actions of this group are quite radical. And back to like radical Christianity, sort of, possibly. I mean, that's the thing is I can't even speculate because I could not find much. Right, right. So we just know it started as a Christian group. And exactly. Then kind of to a cult, maybe radical. Exactly. Very secretive. Okay. It did start as kind of a Christian R&R. fellowship. Yeah. R&R. Mm-hmm. R&R. <laughs> okay, so who's leading the shit, right? We want to know. Tell me. Where is the T, sis? Mark it. B is the T. Okay. Mark B is the T. He's okay, the leader. T-shirt. He's the leader. Um, is, like, um, is his last name like B-E-E? No. It's a, or just the like, initial B. So we don't even really know who he is. We couldn't find him on LinkedIn because we don't have a last name. Well, that's the whole thing is most of the names that I found that on this Cult Stories website had like initials as their name mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, pseudonyms, I think, to protect certain people, but also just right? genuinely because they might not know. So Mark That's B. That's like spooky, spooky. Exactly, right? That This genuinely, when There's I was no like. no accountability if people don't really. I mean, it's like talking shit on the internet. If people don't really know who you are, people can be a lot scarier and a lot meaner. Exactly. I, and then a whole group of people where you don't really know who anyone is. That's kind of scary. I'm telling you, when I was doing the research this week on this one, this freaked me out. I was spooked. Ooh, friends. So, so maybe don't listen to it right before you go to bed. Yeah, maybe listen to it during the daytime. So mm-hmm. Mark B is who this website refers to as the leader of the group. And supposedly he believes that dun 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 he has a direct line dun, dun. of communication to God. <gasps> what? No one ever says that. This is a a very different cult than all the others. We definitely didn't talk about pretty much the exact same thing in our last episode <laughs> with another what? cult. Um, so yeah, I'm like, don't they all think that like, how many people do we have that are like direct lines of communication to God and other prophets? I'm like, right. It's a little interesting to me. Mm. Suspicious. Yes. So he apparently took command of this. It's questionable to me. It's questionable to me. He apparently took command of the group in 2003 and. Oh, so he didn't start it. He just like commandeered it. Sort of. We'll, okay. we'll get there. Okay. But definitely, commandeered is a good word to describe this. Mm. So the website Cult Stories claims that they have heard of multiple examples of God, quote unquote, telling Mark to tell his followers to participate in washings, quote unquote, which are basically a molestation like by leaders of the church. Oh, no. So there's that. Yeah. No. Oh, washings? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh, God. God, why did you do this? Why did you tell him to do this? Right? That's what I'm like. That doesn't track for me. 
But in addition to that horrific information, apparently this guy also calls Jesus daddy. <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. There is Dear recording daddy. of him calling daddy? Jesus oh. daddy. He could have a podcast and instead of call me daddy, call Jesus daddy. Or, <laughs> Don't or give him any ideas, Liz. Jesus could have a podcast and it could be he calls me daddy. <gasps> oh, but who God. are we kidding? These people are so underground. They would they don't even probably know what a podcast is. No, but if you're listening to this podcast, A, run. B, <laughs> the washers, you suck. I hate you. Anyways. Continue. Yeah, whoever's doing these washings, you suck. Like, mm-hmm. if God is out there, go God to hell. You too. Okay. So, like I said, there is a voice recording of Mark B. saying this. So, that's a double nope for me. And when I read this, I was extremely alarmed. And that was only the beginning. Oh. This is literally just the beginning. So, Mark B. is pretty much a ghost, just like this entire cult. Very little traces of him, except for one incident in 2015, where for some reason he decided to come out of the woodwork just to go on some web forums and throw shade at his enemies. I'm like, yeah, he was feeling bold that day. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm going to do today? Reddit. Yeah. Honestly, we even know it's him. uh, I don't know for sure. Was he just like on Omegle, just chatting with people? Maybe. Like hello, haters of the world. I mean, it was probably Reddit. Let's be honest. Right. The craziest stuff happens on Reddit. That's correct. A cute little Q and A. So I did not actually see these again. All of this is coming from Cult Stories, the mm-hmm. website. So shout out to Cult Stories. But you will. Um. So the fact that there's not much known about this cult and this leader honestly freaks me out more. Then even like last episode where we, I felt like we knew a lot about the cult. Yes. And the fact that we don't know as much freaks me out more because what are they hiding? What's yeah. going on? That's scary. They're going to hunt us down, you know, with our, our massive reach. Hey, don't say happen. that because it might happen one day. It might happen. I mean, there the reach, go. not him coming yeah. and contacting us. Please. Dear Daddy, please make sure that he does not find us. Someone's going to take that clip and use it. Dear Daddy. Dear Daddy. Are you there, God? Are you there, Daddy? It's me, Margaret. Oh, God. We're only like 15 minutes into this episode. It's already gotten weird. It, yeah, it started weird. Okay. Yeah. It's because we got vodka today. That's true. We added a little spice to this one. And a bit of Supposedly, Mark B. came into this picture when a group of seemingly normal people were just meeting for a Bible study, you know, chilling, Bible studying. And, you know, Mark B. took the group over and probably started to radicalize them. Radicalize? Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. It sounds weird when I say it. It does sound weird. Radicalize. So he also mysteriously was previously a deacon at a controversial church in Texas prior to moving to Alaska and taking over this. So he has a Texas. pattern of this behavior. 
And if he's controversial at a church in Texas. Exactly. Damn. Maybe we'll get to that one when we get to Texas. (gasps) You can't see me, but I'm winking badly. Yeah, this is an audio medium, Megan. (laughs) You just have to say, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Do it for the listeners. Yeah. So he might even have a history of being a cult leader in a different cult. We don't know. Yeah, maybe he's up in the pulpit at church saying, our daddy who art in heaven. And they said, you got to go. Get out of Texas. We'll chase you out with our guns and our delicious Mexican food. I can see it. We don't know. He's a ghost. So when he became kind of the leader of this Bible study group and started to grow it, they, you know, started pooling money together, you know, putting money towards things. They ended up buying some land in Alaska, and we have no idea what this land is for. So... At some point, they started pooling money together. This Bible study group turned cult. Okay? Probably because mm-hmm. Mark B. Sucks. Okay? Probably. Started pooling money. Ended up buying land in Alaska. And God knows for what. I saw, like, an article or two on this Cult Stories website where they talked about kind of what sounded like a commune. You know? Mm-hmm. Teepees out there. Yurts. Things like mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. So, probably just land that they are currently living on and doing their god knows what um you know honestly like if we knew this didn't turn into like a gross cult would i love to buy a bunch of land with my book club and just like put some cute little glamping tents on there and hang out and grow chickens yeah yeah i would but we know that they're fucked up so like it's not okay but like owning a little bit of land with your book club buddies Let's do it. Yeah, I feel like those are two very different things. Book club, Bible study, I'm just like, you know. Similar, but a lot different. Correct. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. Not saying that this is correct, but saying that I could take inspiration from this. I could see that. That would be relaxing Mm. for a little getaway. I could never afford a house, but maybe with me and my 15 closest friends, I could buy an acre of land in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Put a yurt on it. A yurt. But hopefully not, you know, wash people. So No, we're Anyways. not doing that. So something that Mark has done or supposedly done is go on several 40-day fasts. And, of oh. course, on one of these, he claimed to have ascended to heaven to go see daddy. <laughs> on another, he claimed to have oh, gone God. to hell. <gasps> To go and, see his uncle. Is that? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. And he he took back all that was defiled by Satan. I'm not even sure what that means. That was a quote from Cult Stories. I'm curious. I would love to know more, but also not enough to be a part of this. But yeah. I also don't know how like a fast transports you to heaven or hell. Like I don't. Because you die. <laughs> I feel like every other time you see any like weird person in the news because they're attempting to do a 40-day fast like jesus they're dead or dying so they have gone to heaven or hell or where twice no he's lying but you know normally (laughs) if you're doing a 40-day fast you are dead so you end up wherever you go when you die well that's why i said supposedly because one we really don't know but also he could be lying we don't know 
He could be sneaking food mm-hmm. at night. Everyone else could I'm be doing this. Say, like, he could food. be lying. I'm going to say he is lying. I'm not even going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he's lying. Yeah. You were real. Um, like, unless that. he's like fasting, but he's just drinking like slim fast. <laughs> In the middle you of know? nowhere in Alaska. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm not eating anything, but I'm drinking 2,000 calories a day. Yeah. You know? Maybe he's yeah. just drinking his calories because he'd be dead. There's no way. Anyways, okay. I'm That's... getting hung up on that. Yeah. So one thing that I know, we didn't have this as a part of our last episode, but I remember you mentioning that this was something that you kind of look for when you are Mm -hmm. looking at cults, and that's family separation, right? Yes. Separating somebody from their family or families from each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that seems to be a huge part of this call. I found a lot of information on this and it's extremely sad. So just bear with me. Um, Like I said, I feel like we hear a lot about this from former cult members of many different cults, you know, people being Mm -hmm. blocked from seeing their family, talking Mm -hmm. to them, etc. And unfortunately in this case, it seems like children are being separated from their parents. And that almost, I think, is worse in in a fashion absolutely Um, is it like kids that are born born into the cult or i think it's it's both kids who are born in the cult or you know their parents decide to join the cult and i'll get to Mm -hmm. into kind of what i mean by that so specifically for example cult stories the website refers to a person named melissa who had six kids while she was in the cult and she left them all behind to (gasps) follow the ministry So instead of seeing her kids grow up, she's in Australia, married to a quote-unquote elder of the church, and focused on spreading this shit. Wait, so her kids are are still in the cult in Alaska, but she's in the cult in Australia? No. So I'll get into that a little bit more. This is just kind of like a preface, kind of beginning of the story kind of thing. Okay. So we we know quite quite a bit about this Melissa person, but that's just basically the overview Mm -hmm. okay so apparently she did all this because god told her preacher you know mark b that abandoning her children was the right thing to do so not only has he gone to heaven gone to hell washing people he also told her to abandon her children he said you know what god wants you to do no don't feed the homeless don't don't help people don't give money to charities abandon your kids that's what he really wants you to do. You know what? It's it's daddy's will. It's daddy's will. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Daddy, oh god. I feel like that would be like bought by like people that are not listening to not our listening podcast. To <laughs> They're here for other reasons. Daddy's will in the wild. You're like, oh my god, teams of doom. They say what? Yeah. What? So her husband was supposedly kicked out of this group because he had a demon. You know what? Good for him. You got out. Honestly, probably good for him. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, his whole life is fucked. But probably better to be out of this shit. Correct. Um, But you'll see a common theme here where these demons seem 
there seems to be a lot of demons in this quite small group, which is also interesting to me. Yeah. Well, how else are you going to maintain control? So that's a little bit about kind of some of what this cult does to separate families. You know, they're using their power, or Mark B's power to say, hey, you know, I want you to spread this. I want you to move to Australia and spread mm-hmm. our word, you know, for daddy, for daddy and abandon your kids. And oh, also your husband has a demon. By the way. And she was like, okay. Damn. What a day she had. So sad. That's and honestly sad. Rolled with it. Yeah, it's sad. So yes. this leader, Mark B, seems to just consistently create instability. Can we not call him a leader anymore? Can we just call him like this dick bag? This sure. twat waffle. This Mark. <laughs> this Mark. Mark. Mark right. sucks. So we'll just call him that. Mark seems to consistently create instability in relationships by you know, choosing one parent that is devoted, Mm -hmm. right, to the group, while also denouncing the other parent and forcing them to leave the group. So this is where we're kind of seeing that family separation. Yeah. Kids being separated from their families. You know, one parent is fully in the cult and loved by the group. The other Mm -hmm. one has a demon. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being a kid? And experiencing that, like, even if you're yeah, super young, the trauma. like, I just can't Especially imagine. Especially if you're super young. And then the brainwashing is just, like, your whole Another level. Game. Yeah. Interesting statistic that I saw was that the divorce rate for this group is close to 100%. 100%. Damn. Right? Well, like, I mean, if you have someone there telling you, like, get a divorce, get a divorce. And they get listen. A divorce. Of course. Right, because the other person has a demon. So why would you want to be married to that? Mm. It's just sad because, like, I mean, I know divorce rates are rising in the U.S. and they're pretty high, but 100%—that's crazy. Yes. And these are some people that I think you know got married while they were in the cult, got married before they were in the cult. Mm -hmm. All sorts. Um, So it doesn't seem like it would be in his best interest to let a married couple. Like a couple that was married before the cult, stay married. Exactly. Because the isolation is not as powerful. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of where this goes is, you know, leveraging one person and making them almost have to commit more to the group. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in turn kicking out another person. Because, I mean, think about what it takes for one person to say, okay, I'm going to stay with this group. I'm being chosen by the group to stay you know my partner has a demon they have to leave you're literally leaving your partner you're leaving your kids i mean that is devotion that right, is next level fully immersed in it mm-hmm. and fully separated i mean mm-hmm. you only have the cult then you know what if they don't have any other family they have nothing but the cult and that's how they use power to control you and Deuce, it's just Mark really Mark scary. Has done his job. Yep. So in this group, there is, like I said, a large population of kids who haven't had contacts with their mothers specifically in years. And I think it's mostly because, like, the men get kicked out. The kids are in a custody battle. Sometimes, you know, 
the dad takes them. Sometimes the mom keeps them. But yeah, just a lot of kids that don't get the opportunity to really have a good relationship with their mother, which is just so sad. So sad. And I just don't understand how this guy can freaking just live knowing that. Mark. Mm -hmm. So in 2022, the group made headlines when a former member named Carrie was actually able to recover her children after she that she lost after she left the group. So Mm -hmm. court orders were filed for Carrie to have custody of her kids, but it actually took police to intervene to actually recover the kids. And this video of when the police actually like obtained the kids Mm-hmm. It kind of went viral because they arrested one of the members who was driving. Basically, this guy was driving a car. He gets pulled over. The cops are basically arresting him. The kids are in the car. And in the video, the member that's driving the car with the kids in it refers to the children in his care as property. <gasps> and even at one point calls his daughters things. Oh, no. But they left the daughters, like the daughters are still there, his things. No. So I think those are the kids that got taken back to their mother, I believe. I think that's why this whole thing kind of comes together. So Carrie got her kids back, but like that video went viral. It was like one of those um, body cams, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, hearing a person call their children property and things might be one of the most... It's just disturbing, truly. Yeah. Like, uh, disgusting and disturbing. And yeah, so, absolutely. that's so upsetting. So, that's the kind of story of Carrie. And, and, you know, we've talked about how underground this cult is, but like, that is one example of something that kind of like got out and like definitely was not good for them. So, mm-hmm. they had a little P- a bad PR day. Right. When one of their, members was caught on video calling children property yeah it's just a bad pr day yeah so you were asking for more information about melissa right who we were talking about Mm -hmm. before carrie so bear with me because this kind of gets a little complicated so mark you know the leader is very close to a man named gary gary p of course his name is gary gary sorry to all the garys out there but like boo Um, This man's definitely putting a bad name on Gary's. Sorry if you're a good one. So Gary is the stepfather of Melissa, and he actually divorced his wife, Kathy, who is the mom of Melissa. Okay. Okay? So Gary suggested to Melissa that she should leave her own marriage. Yeah, as you do. That's her step or her. Her stepfather, who is like best friends with the leader, said you should leave your husband. You know, probably because he's a demon. Right. And he, her husband, Craig, was ultimately kicked out by leadership because he had a demon, like I said. Another mm-hmm. demon. As you do. Right. right. You have to leave. And then before Craig was kicked out, Mark allegedly spoke about how Craig should have no issue if Gary, the stepfather, and Mark, the leader, have sex with Melissa. <gasps> Gary. Oh, God. The leader nasty, literally said, old man. the leader literally said that to her husband at the time. No, we're not calling him the leader. He's douche canoe. He Mark is. Mark douche canoe. Mm. Yeah. Disgusting. I'm going to have to 
come up with a list of better names to call these cult leader people because my brain they don't is deserve not. their names. No, they really don't. Especially this one. Ugh. Shit stain. I don't know. Yeah. They just need better names. So once Melissa filed for divorce, she took her children and stayed with another member. And not only was Craig kicked out, but he was also fired by Gary from a fishing job that was his only real income. So Super. Again, back to this whole separation of not only your family, but from pretty much your entire livelihood, right? These cults become everything to you. They become your friends, yeah. your family. You know, you might work for them. You give them money. They might control your money, right? Mm -hmm. In this case, this guy was employed by the leader. So, of course, the moment he gets kicked out for having a demon, you're screwed. You have no job. You have no kids. You have no wife. You're alone. And I just can't imagine what that is like at all. And that's, you know, as much as I feel like, extremely sad and like I want the people in the cult to like see the light and like get help mm -hmm. I really really feel for those that are get kicked out under uh, yeah. will get kicked out or are family members of cult members and you know mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can do anything because yeah. I just can't imagine the powerlessness yeah so Melissa and Craig had to go to court right because they're getting divorced yeah. and they got to figure out what's happening with these six kids that's where right. this shit gets messy. messy messy yeah so melissa drained their joint bank account to pay off <gasps> company bills oh did she uh -huh. know yep and meanwhile mark and gary you know the leader and gary is her stepfather apparently prepared blackmail on craig to aid in Melissa's case. So they got word of mouth talking in Alaska, mm -hmm. right? Basically mm -hmm. saying that Craig was a predator, like a sexual predator. My God. Right? Ruining his this life. This is like on another level. Ruining yeah. his reputation, right? Um, Melissa even claimed that he raped their kids. <gasps> oh, shit. Right. Which is such a vile thing to do because I feel like people who make up allegations like that are the lowest of the low. Oh, 100%. Because then anytime it actually does happen, cases like this are the reason why it doesn't get taken seriously. Exactly. It's like, like the boy who cried wolf. Yep. Right. Except you're affecting everybody. And the kids are stuck in the middle of this, which is just so disgusting to me. Like I, I literally have as, – as a kid of divorced parents, like that was hard enough. I can't imagine right. being in the middle of this situation. Like nasty, nasty, nasty legal. Your parents battle. literally doing, you know, this. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. And um, your grandpa. Yeah. Your step grandpa. Right. So during the divorce proceedings in court, um, a few of the cult members took the witness stand, of course, and they were, you know, they're in Melissa's favor, right? Because she's still in the mm -hmm. cult and then had a lot of, you know, horrible things to say about Craig. You know, Mark was talking about how he was a predator. So I'm sure they all backed that up and Absolutely. made this guy sound completely horrible. But I'll get to this. I don't think they really had any actual proof of this. It was all just word of mouth. You know, they were just trying mm -hmm. to get numbers to show, hey, like, oh, well, five people say this, so it must be true. It's got to be real. Right. Right. Which is not always true. Um, well, yeah, especially in situations like this where it's a literal cult. Right. 
And we don't know who's putting them up to this. Probably Mark. So Craig himself even actually took the stand and told a very bizarre, bizarre story about before he was even kicked out. So Mark convinced Craig to go to the local police station and report himself for thoughts he had while masturbating. Um, what? Yeah. And the cops were like, bro, please. Well, we don't know. But like, how horrible. And the whole thing is, Cult Stories, the website, is talking about how they think this is a whole ploy, like a thought crime, basically, where Mark is setting him up yeah to look horrible right because he knows he's probably going to kick this man out say he has a demon keep Mm -hmm. his wife keep his kids Mm -hmm. and say okay well i know they're gonna have to go to court for him to be a predator in court right and i thought that was interesting they used the word thought crime because it's just like a mind fuck but that's that's a good right like you have to tattle on yourself or something that is literally you're completely brainwashed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mark allegedly does this and he calls it like repentance where basically he's getting blackmail on mm-hmm. potential targets that he's probably going to kick out. This man is freaking sick. sick. Sociopath. And twisted. Yeah. yeah. Um. And some believe, you know, again, this is all a ploy just to get him on the record for his custody case with Melissa. And so I the one thing that they did note was in 30 years of records in Alaska, the only offense that Craig ever was guilty of was driving without a seatbelt. That was the only thing. So there's no all of a sudden. Right. So that's all I know. That's the like. And I'll be like, it always is like that because sure, exactly. you can have somebody who has no criminal record and is a crazy person, psychopath, nasty person. But like, I feel like right. this is an extreme example of a community banding together to destroy somebody's life. That's what the evidence that I have seen, it, it, that's the story it's telling me. I yeah. don't know if this man did this. We're not, you know, in a position to say that. Right. But what I am able to tell you is that there's apparently court records that show that for 30 years that was the only offense he ever had and that cult members were going up there talking about crap to him craig even said himself that there was that whole thought crime thing happening Mm -hmm. which why would he make up such a bizarre lie that's my thing yeah you know on the stand also you're like perjury you know so the judge thankfully ultimately was not convinced that craig was abusing his kids so oh okay they are back in the care of their father which sounds like it's probably a good thing i truly hope that we are on the correct side of this battle and i have a very hard time believing that we would not be but this feels like a very shocking surprising positive outcome yeah love to hear that congratulations craig hopefully you are a better person now after Mm -hmm. leaving yeah you're a better person because you left yeah just for having left yeah and craig gave his lawyer recordings he had of mark 
preaching Ooh, about sex yeah. and calling for the death of an ex-member. <gasps> so if there's recordings of this, I'm sorry. That's physical proof. Correct. So not looking good for Craig. I mean, excuse me, Mark. Mark, you Not looking for Mark. Mm-mm. And after the tapes were played in court a few times, hmm, shocker, Melissa no longer like really fought for custody of her kids. <gasps> what? Yeah. She signed wow. over all her parental rights and was then well, she didn't ordered... even really want the kids anyway. She wanted to go to Australia. She right. said great. Right. You know, th- Mark probably wanted them. Australia. I don't want to pay for six plane tickets. Right. And Mark mm-hmm. probably just wanted them to grow up in the cult so that he could use them as pawns. Yeah. You know? Well, and he seems pretty sick and twisted. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So she signed over all her parental rights and was ordered to pay a hefty monthly support bill. And I feel like from the information we had, I feel mm-hmm. like the court probably did the right thing in this case. Made the right choice. Just based yeah, off this them. information. Not a judge, not a juror. I feel like we so often, especially in the true crime world, hear of the court system doing people so badly, doing people so dirty. There's just like such – like just – our system is broken, whatever. But this is just such a great example of, again, hopefully, from the facts that we have right now, of them making the right decision. And that's yeah, great to we hear. can only hope. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit – that's, like, the main thing I could find about the horrible things that go on in this cult. So if you yeah. weren't convinced after the first little bit, I'm hopefully you're convinced now that this <laughs> thing is I'm, horrible. I'm in it. Yeah. Right? I'm in the anti-body fan club. Right. So I will say that they've had to move a few times. You know, I mentioned that they started in Alaska. But, you know, people started talking about them. Yeah. You know, probably because, you know, think about it. If there's a 100% divorce rate, that's a lot of court filings. Somebody's going to start noticing that. Right? Yeah. They're going to start seeing, hmm, there's a lot of people filing for divorce, right? And and just talking. There's always talk, right? They have to go into town. Well, if they kick out enough people. That probably, you know, they have to go into town to probably get supplies and stuff. So, I mean, they're going to have some sort of contact with people other than people in the group. So, there's always going to be talk, right? So, they ultimately left Alaska and moved to Hawaii. They were there for about two years and were even more reclusive than they were in Alaska, probably just to protect themselves, right? Right. And then in 2018, they left Hawaii and moved to Washington State. And now I believe that they're mostly based in Washington State and Australia. But again, very, very low-key, not a lot of information on them. And on that Cult Stories website, the last update I could find was from 2022. So nothing really recent. Nothing recent. Right. So who knows what they're up to now, where they are now. Who? Right. I mean, how many they're divorces have happened? Down the street. How many demons have been kicked out, right? Right. We don't know. And, yeah. So that's the story of the body. And I just was, yeah. Like I started said at the start of this, I, I was honestly shocked and terrified by how much control these people have over yeah. the members and, and, and their kids and, and they're, you know, ultimately even people who are not even in the cult, because I mean, think about being the grandparents of those kids 
that are stuck mm-hmm. in that or, you know, mm-hmm. that have kids in this, you know, I just, they can, these cults can control kids, marriages, jobs, everything. Right. And then take it all away in an instant. And it's, yeah, that's really scary. This was a much darker cult story than last week's, so. Very. We went from peanut genetics dark. and condomobiles to this. Oof. But yeah. hey, it's started in Alaska, took place mostly in Alaska. So go off, Meg. I did I did better. Gold star. <laughs> gold star. Gold star and a half. You had a gold star last week. You have a gold star and a half this week. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of shows the like duality of these cults. Like they can yeah. vary so greatly, right? Mm-hmm. We can have the condomobile cults of the world. Right. The, which I are mean, not I- great. Yeah. But then we yeah. have this kind of thing where like everything I'm reading is horribly disgusting and terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the priority of last week's cult was PR, publicity. Oh, 100%. Crazy stuff for publicity to get more attention, to get more members, to get more money. Which is one tactic, right? Right. And then this cult is complete opposite where they're like secret. Everything's a secret. Got to keep it a secret. Yeah. And very, very different. Yeah. Yikes. That's it for my section. Damn. Well, thanks. That was horrible. Um, and you know, unfortunately I don't really have a super goofy cryptid for you this week. Oh God. So we're <laughs> just keeping it, it going. out. Alaska's just yeah. spooky. Alaska's a spooky place. I mean, isn't it like a lot of it place. like just super rural and like untouched wilderness and spooky? Mm-hmm. So kind of goes with the vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this fits the Alaskan vibe. And last week's fit the Alabama vibe. You know, we're just vibing with our states. We're taking its lead. We're going yeah, with I like this. So this week for the cryptid, I am diving into Inuit um, culture, Inuit mythology, and we're going to talk about the Kalupalik. And okay. I, so I Googled how to pronounce it. I am so sorry if I'm doing, if I'm saying this wrong. I tried my best. But the Kalupalik, um, this creature is a doozy. So um, but before we start, I think it's kind of important to acknowledge Inuit people and give some background of who and who they are and where they sure. are. So yeah. Inuit is a general term for people um, of culturally similar indigenous peoples inhabiting the Arctic coast of Alaska, the eastern islands of the Canadian Arctic, Labrador, and the ice-free, coast, ice-free coasts of Greenland. Oh, so, um, okay. That's yes, a big span. In, right. So it's kind of that whole Arctic Circle area east area of that. So Alaska, Canada, Labrador, and Greenland. Okay. Um, And Inuit means the people. So just they are the people of this region. We had the people Um, in the body. (gasps) Ooh, that's kind of creepy. Scary. I like that. They went together. We didn't even plan this. Mm -mm. Um, And then so one thing that's like really important, one big distinguishing feature of the Inuit is their – near total dependence on the sea. So the ocean oh. was where they got their food, their clothes, how they got the furnishing for their homes, and all of their fuel came from the marine life that they hunted, so like whales and seal. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, very important for our, our cryptid that we're talking about today. So in Inuit mythology, the Kalupalik, um, they're creatures that live along Arctic shorelines near ice flows. Creatures, plural? Creatures. 
oh yeah, this isn't just one. This is like a whole subspecies, a whole species of, of creature. They're Ooh. out there swimming in the dark, cold waters. So buckle up. Um, yeah, this is a good episode to listen to during the day. Maybe don't listen to it at night. <laughs> I think I'm going to listen to it during the day. I don't like that we're doing right? this at night. No, I know. I need to go listen to some Taylor Swift after this. Okay. <laughs> um, so these creatures, they're said to steal children that wander too close to the water. So right off the bat, my initial thought was like, ooh, Kelpie. Right? So another creature that like pulls. What's Kelpie? <gasps> Kelpie. Okay. Well, this is going totally off track. But Kelpies are um, like, I think it's Celtic. I think it's Scottish and Irish, maybe oh. some other British cultures too. But it's a giant horse that lives in the water and it like attracts children to the shoreline. If you touch it, your hands stick to it and then it pulls you underneath the water <gasps> and kills you and eats oh you. Oh my God, my worst nightmare. Right? So it's oh again, God. this kind of thing that like lurks near the shoreline to get children to come near it. So right off the bat, like really, I, I just kind of love how across the world and across cultures, so many creatures and legends si- serve similar purposes. And this one is very clearly, I think, um, to protect children from a dangerous environment. It keeps them from wandering too close to the ice, too close to the oh. water. Like so it's, it's kind of like a tale. story that is a lesson for right. kids, well, right? Right, right. It serves as a deterrent. But you right. know the the um, like they're real. They're out there. They're swimming around. They're eating kids, doing stuff. But it's very clearly a a warning. Stay away wow. from the ice. Don't go doing kid shit near the water, or you will die. Um, kid shit. Doing kid shit. <laughs> also, I do so while they're I want to do some kid shit today down by the ice, and they say, uh uh-uh, uh, she gonna get you. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. So while there are some reports of male Kalupalik, the most traditional depiction of these creatures are believed to be female. So from now on, I'm going to read. Is this like an Eve, Adam and Eve thing all over again where everyone blames Eve? No, I'm just going to, I'm taking it as like, she's like a, like a, like a, like a, a siren mermaid, just like creepy little creature. But why do they have to make the women the bad ones? You know what? That's fair. But I appreciate her more as a she. Like, I kind of – I'm going to root for her because she's a girl. You know, I support women's rights and wrongs. And eating um, children? You got to do what you got to do. They're doing kid <laughs> shit, Megan. Well, you gotta well the you say so. Somehow. The kid <laughs> shit. But I anyways, kid um, shit. She's a she. Unless – I don't know. Whatever. We're gendering these creatures. But she's a she. So I know you're dying to know, Liz. What does the Koopa look, look like? Mm-hmm. And Kalupalik. That's right. Okay. They're often described as having green, slimy and bumpy skin, long hair, and long fingernails. So my mind immediately goes to the mermaids in Harry Potter, like the really kind of yes. creepy, seaweedy, mm-hmm. thick fin, green skin, mean mermaids. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter. Anyways. They always but, freaked me out. Yes. I mean, they're they're not – Yes. Um, they're often depicted as having fins coming out of their heads, backs, and torsos, or, and I don't know, maybe this goes together. Maybe they have fins and flippers. I'm not a hundred percent. What's the difference? I think the flippers are like the arms, but it says that (laughs) you should see those right now. She's got like like T-Rex arms. So it says they have long fingernails, but then it says they have flippers. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what this creature looks like. 
just kind of like the white thing. Fingernails and flippers. I don't really know. Um, that sounds like a kid's so TV flippers, show. One flipper is able to emit a shrill sound that paralyzes its victims. So a screaming flipper. And then the other one is, and I quote, globby like jello, unquote. So it's got a, like a little blob flipper and another flipper that like paralyzes victims with a scream. But also fingernails? I don't know. Maybe it has arms and flippers and fins. Oh, I need a picture of this. Do they have drawings? Oh, absolutely. There's lots of, and I'll get into that. You should share those on the Instagram. Yes. And I think it's just that there's, so I will kind of talk about this more at the end, but that a lot of the storytelling around this creature was oral oral storytelling until colonization. Mm. A lot of these stories were lost because colonization. Right. And um, there's just a lot, a loss of language, loss of culture, all of that that goes along with it. So I don't know if that's why I'm confused about this or if I'm just looking at too many sources and there's too much information and my brain isn't processing what exactly it looks like. I feel like that's the nature of these cryptids, right? Is a lot of times we don't know. So it's multiple reports about things and you kind of just have to piece it together. So we got a globby fin. We got a shrieking fin. Yeah. We got fingernails. We We got fingernails and we got fins. I don't like globby. The word globby. I know. Like a jello fin. That's scary. I hate jellyfish. Oh, well, here we go. I'm sorry. I'm like not even talking. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but so their hands are (laughs) webbed like an aquatic creature. So I have, I did see that in multiple sources. So they have hands flippers maybe oh maybe it's flippers like on the like a mermaid fin like they got a mermaid tail flippers fin like a stingray that, tail no like a mermaid <laughs> and like one side shrieks and the other side is blobby but it's like a like area right but i'm relating it to a stingray because at the end it's bad it hurts okay yes it killed bad. steve Irwin. pointy pointy bad bad yes <laughs> Um, and, you know, just to add on to this, they are also said to make a low beeping sound as they move around in the deep water. Submarines could never. Low the U.S. Beeping? government said, they do what? They do what now? Can we make low these beeping? weapons? Low beeping. So I don't know if that's like a sonar thing in deep, deep, dark water. What if you're just like, like swimming deep, in the water and you just hear deep. like the truck backing up <laughs> Beep, beep. That's the last sound you hear you before you die is beep, beep. And then you get a globby. Beep, 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 beep. You get beep. globbied. You get globbed and then it you paralyzed. And Can you get globbed if you're not a kid? Because I mean, I think I'm not a kid. Probably. Anymore. Probably. But if you're doing kid um, shit, you get globbed. <laughs> globbed up. Double globbed up. Double globbed up. <laughs> Okay, and you're also probably wondering what they smell like, right? Sure. Duh. Tell I me mean, more. We talked about what the white thing smelled like. We got to talk about what the look smells like. So um, Bath and Body Works should listen up because I have a new candle for them. <gasps> I love Bath and Body Works. rumored to smell like sulfur, which would make the best spooky season party candle to light when you want to make sure no one stays past nine. It's like, mm, bedtime's mm. coming. Got to light the get everyone out of my house candle. Yeah, here's the some rotten egg candle. smell. Mm-hmm. And everyone says, oop, I'm so sorry. I got to go. I forgot I had that thing to go to. And then peace and quiet. 
dude, that would happen at my house, and then people would just think we farted, and then no one would ever <laughs> want to come back. They'd be like, oh, she got that Kalupala candle. Like, she wants us gone. We get it. Bath That's your and Body like- Works could never. We could never. Mm, they should listen up, though. I like, feel like that would be very niche for them. They have every other dang candle smell. They might as well have a new line of a get out of my house candle line. <laughs> Don't stay past nine. Thank you right. very Which, much. Which, honestly, a lot of their candles are a get out of my house smell because a lot of their candles make me want to rip my nose off of my face. Oh, see, I'm a Bath and Body Works slut. You are a girly. Yeah. A bath I go to Candle girl. Day every year. Mm. They have a couple good ones, but I'm, I'm just like so sensitive. Sometimes it hurts. Just a little baby. Just a little baby doing kid shit. Um, okay, also, so this creepy mermaid queen is a fashion icon also. She wears <gasps> we love an emeltic emel sorry, emeltic is mm-hmm. I think it's how you pronounce it, okay. which is an Inuit parka mostly worn by Inuit women to secure their babies to their backs. Oh, I think I've so, seen it before. Yeah, so why do they carry these? So they can carry the kid they kill. Small children. Yeah, they just strap them on and swim away. So they're wearing this in the deep, dark water. Oh, yeah. They got these thin. Like parkas. Mm hmm. Slay. Slay mama. Um, She also has the ability to alter her appearance, supposedly. This just keeps getting worse. I know. She has powers on powers and just creepiness on creepiness. I think this is worse than the last episode. This oh, is yeah. scary. The thing was just like weird. This one's like spooky, spooky. Yeah. Things in the water already scare me. Like as a kid, I had no yes. fear of the water. I would swim, 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 swim. And now I can't mm-hmm. even, I can't get in the water unless I can see everything around me. Even exactly. then, I'm spooked. I'm so the this, exact same way. Mm-mm. Like the fear of the vast ocean is real. And this is well, like dark water, dark, cold Arctic water and something that wants to eat you is under there. Mm-mm. Well, isn't that, like, the whole thing? Like, isn't there a statistic that basically, like, I don't know. It's some crazy statistic where it's, like, 80% of the oceans we haven't explored. Ugh. And that in itself is terrifying. Yeah. Like, with the technology we have, I mean, we have freaking AI and self-driving cars, but we don't know what 80% of the ocean looks like. Yeah, and the ocean doesn't want us to know. That's why it slurped up those billionaires no. here. The ocean said, stay away. <laughs> slurped up slurped them up it said thank you for your um it sacrifice. slurped up those billionaires <laughs> that ocean just said, slurped up those billionaires it slurped it up it did yeah. do that she said thanks for the treat thanks for your <laughs> your sacrifice maybe it was one of the kalupaliks <gasps> nah i mean weren't they like weren't they near labrador they, they it, this would be messier oh you know, you know, she she would like make her presence known. Maybe she got him with the globby like, fin. Evaporated, maybe. Maybe that's what the globby fin does is it slurps up submarines. <laughs> like we just assume that it like imploded. Maybe it just got slurped up by a globby fin. Anyways, like, okay. Oh I my like God. We are like slurped up. <laughs> slurped up. <laughs> All right. Back on track. Here we go. Okay. What do the Kalupalik do with the stolen children? What do you think? Any thoughts? Eat them. Okay. 
So some say they eat them, but other legends that I've found say that they take them away to a cave and put them under a sleeping spell so that they can feed on the young and innocent energy to remain immortal. So you're like a little aquarium pet for them to, this to is like, like stay Ursula. young and hot. Yeah, kind of. Ursula. She's she's got her little garden of instead of it's, oh, instead of the little um like kelp things, she's a garden of children that she's feeding on. Yeah, oh but God. she's useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Slay. young and beautiful. Don't Literally. kick me. <laughs> Don't do kid shit. You'll be fine. Okay, so now I want to read um to you an excerpt from "Do You See Ice?" Inuit and Americans at Home and Away by Karen. Rutledge. Okay. Okay. So here we go. A hunter had once returned to his mother's camp bearing chunks of whale blubber and skin. He claimed to have found a dead beluga. The story seemed plausible since the beluga skin was scarred and full of holes as if seagulls had been picking at the floating carcass. But the man had rubbed the skin over rocks to rough it up. The meat was not beluga. It was Kalupalik. So remember how I said that, you know, some legends say that they can shapeshift. So this one had shapeshifted into a beluga because it's impossible to kill a Kalupalik in its regular form. When faced with one, a hunter would ask it to change shape. So the hunter could say, like, please turn into a seal. And this hunter said, turn into a beluga whale. And it did. I don't know why it did. I Like, that is not in the story of why it said, sure, dude. And right. Well, if they know that they can be killed, why would they be like, okay? Right. I just thought that was a really interesting story of like, okay, yeah. so the only one to, way to kill it is if it shapeshifted into a marine creature that we know, and you just have to ask it to, and it'll do it. Well, that just terrifies me even more because, again, the vastness of the ocean. There could be mm-hmm. so many. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. Um, But... That's kind of it um, for my story today. Just all about the Kalupalik. Spooky, spooky. But I am going to link in the show notes. I'm going to link um, a short film titled Kalupalik and that was created by, um, I'm not 100% how to say his name, Ami or Am. Papazzi? Papazzi? Maybe. Okay. Anyways, so he's an Inuit filmmaker who um, tells and retells Inuit legends. And this was a really cool, oh, I think, wow. um, film, five-minute film that he made kind of telling a story with this creature in it. And a really cool oh cultural uh, film that he made. I'm going to listen to so that. I'm going to pop it in there. But it's, it's, it's really cool. I watched it and I, I really enjoyed it. So I think it's fun. And then the way that they created the Kalupalik in the film was neat. So that'll be in there for everyone to watch and just be like slurping up, slurping it up, even though that has no part in the film. Um, it's, it's maybe great. it should have been. It, it should have been. I'll contact him and say, maybe make a second one. Anyways, that's we it. We can make merch. Slurp it up. Slurp it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Ooh, the merch that's coming out of this episode today is wild. I mean, who knows? If we get enough listeners, maybe we can Daddy make this. Slurp it up. Slurp. I like. I like slurp it up. I would wear that on a comfort <laughs> colors. Oh, I like it. Okay, it'd be a home shirt, not an out shirt, outside shirt, but for sure, for sure, mm-hmm. it would be That's a nice. Some shirt. of my clothes are home shirts, not outside. <laughs> <laughs> outside shirts, 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 shirts. 
Well, I'm losing the ability to talk. I need more vodka. Anyways, that's it. Peace I, out, Alaska. Yeah. I'm, but I really – that was super interesting. I think you did a great job with that one. I appreciate you. you really trying to, like, pronounce the names and be true to the storytelling. And also I'm excited to see this little short movie. Yeah, everyone should go watch it. It's only five minutes long, and it's very cool. And instead of listening to a white person tell you about Inuit storytelling, listen to an actually indigenous human being. So go, I think go watch that's it. That's great. That's your that's your little homework for the week, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And watch this really cool video. Um, but wow, Alaska, you delivered. What a state. Alaska Where are next week? fully delivered. They did. Where are we going next week? I can't remember. We're going to Arizona, <laughs> baby. Oh, Arizona. Hopefully Arizona delivers. It could be hit or miss. That's it could true. be another like, Alabama for that's me. True. We'll see. I hope it's good. I know that my story is very spooky. I'm straying away from cryptids next week. We're just going to stay in like the creepy, creepy spookiness. And we're going to go with some, oh. some ghosties. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening this week. Um, If you have any suggestions for what we should cover in a future episode, we are going state by state. So if you have something for a specific state, let us know in a little Mm Q&A. Or if you just have something that you're like, hey, they should cover this, let us know. And we'd be happy to try it out. We don't have an email, but you know, DM us. It's 2023. No, I set up a Q&A on Spotify. Oh, well, then so, do that. Cool. Look at you. Technology we're with the times. We're hip. Cool. We're, what up, youth? <laughs> youths. Youths. What up, street youths? Um, anyways, thanks so much for listening, fam. Um, follow us on Instagram, and we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye, spooky bitches. Bye. <laughs>